Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melanie Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. As we unpack the biggest news stories of the week. Do you recognise this hair? A current affair tonight <laughs> is a big story. I think that's my Merkin. <laughs> Well, here to help us work it out, straight from the set of The Masked Singer, Abby Chatfield joins us. Exactly. Yeah, Tina talks showbiz, Sam Garlett talks sport. Exactly. But the big event this week, Mel, the Queensland show, The Echo, wrapped up this weekend. So many memorable moments. Look at that. Oh, I mean, that. Wow. What could go wrong with that photo? I'm not sure you're supposed to unhinge your jaw. <laughs> he wasn't the only one with his mouthful. Good man, Jesse. We might leave Jesse and his meat. Um, <laughs> just have a bit of fun there. That steak seems a little tough for Studio 10, I think. <laughs> you know, it's solids week. Um, <laughs> Studio 10 there. But Mel, so much to see and do at the Echo. There'll be a floral beard competition. Mm, who was the winner? The most unusual twist, the winner didn't have a beard at all. <laughs> a beard contest without a beard, it's a big scandal. Do you recognise this? <laughs> we'll come back to the fair tonight. Just quickly, congratulations on winning the floral merkin competition. <laughs> I think we got a shot of that. Oh, God. <laughs> that GoPro earlier. Uh, one of the highlights every year is the wood chopping. Where there's a fine line between reporting and abuse. You might assume that the chopping champion would be the chunkiest one here. As a general rule, never insult someone wielding an axe. That's Bridget O'Brien, Mel, and look, the rides at the Echo are scary. And so is the banter. I'm a little bit nervous to get on it myself. What's your advice? If you pay for me, I can get, I can go with you. Can we hold hands? I'll hold hands with you. <laughs> she needs legal advice. <laughs> well, let's head to the big political story in WA. And the Mayor of Geraldton training hard ahead of his upcoming cage fight. <laughs> Elections are different in the yes. West. <laughs> He's threatening to take out the trash and the green waste, the recycling, the hard rock. That's a council joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the latest. The Mayor or Stone Cold Van Stein has been training at the Geraldton Boxing Centre for the past 18 months, three times a week for two hours a day. He says he's now ready to take on Scotty Grievous Bodily Harm from Perth <laughs> on the weekend. Bit of, bit of respect. That's Councillor Grievous Bodily Harm. <laughs> Go. Mayor of Geraldton, Shane Van Stein, is now the super heavyweight cage fighting champion of the Midwest. Wow. Congratulations to the Mayor, the supreme cage fighting champion. Well, the big issue across the country continues to be the economy. This week, Qantas workers are fighting for better pay and conditions. And they mean business. They've told us they will start with a one-minute strike. <laughs> Doesn't sound that bad, but it is mid-year, so... Yeah. And at, Quant <laughs> at Qantas, one minute is three and a half hours, so... <laughs> I think one airport worker is taking it too far. 93-year-old Betty Bond has no trouble roaming the skies strapped to a plane. <laughs> Don't you hate when people get up too early on a flight? It is just outrageous. It's <laughs> the last time she asked for extra leg room. Yeah. <laughs> Look, with the cost of living crisis raging, energy prices are soaring and customers aren't happy. Jay has been in touch. Morning, Jay. Possibly a bit dramatic. However, I'm starting to feel like the energy companies are becoming more like the German Reich. <laughs> well, to help ease the cost of living burden, Sunrise have started a competition to give back to those who need it most. I am on the moon! 
Ryan, but I'm not telling you where I am. You're right, Nat. We are giving away $10,000 to Coles. To Coles? <laughs> We're giving it to Coles. In exchange for two iceberg lettuces. Amazing. That is amazing. Still, when it comes to the cost of living, only one leader has the solution. George Wajakoya, who's campaigned on a platform of legalising marijuana, and reviving the Kenyan economy by selling the Chinese snake venom and hyena testicles. <laughs> He's got my vote. <laughs> Still, though, as the opposition says, you'll need a lawyer under George Wakakoya. <laughs> oh, crush that. Crush that. <laughs> Sorry, I got my hyena testicles in a twist. <laughs> that does happen. Look, Mel, staying overseas and to the US, where this week saw a dramatic FBI raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Naturally, Republicans are angry. The Democrats are weaponizing the FBI and it has to stop. She's... It's a very tiny woman. Well, sadly, she shrunk in the brainwash. One Trump supporter, Nigel Farage, has been very vocal this week. Trouble is, so has Alan Jones. Alan, we did it. We yeah, did, we did it. it. I know you did. I know you did. In, 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 in space. <laughs> I've got to ask can, you. This. Can you turn the tide? Yeah, of can course you can. Can you turn the tide in Australia? Yeah, of course you can. Yes, absolutely. Of course you can. Of course you can. I'm glad they were harmonised. That's beautiful. That's Nigel Farage, Mel. He hosts a show in the UK called Talking Pints, where he interviews people over a beer. It's the best part of my day. Yep, it's Talking Pints. And tonight, I'm joined by Bill Browder. Bill, welcome to GB News. Welcome to Talking Pints. Now. <laughs> Now, you'll notice that uh, only one of them has a pint there now. <laughs> Even though the show is called Talking Pints, there's only one person drinking. Welcome to Talking Pints. Great to see you. You're talking water, yeah. Joining me here on Talking Pints is Sir Martin Sorrell. Sir Martin. I'm not having a pint. Well, you haven't got to. We didn't force you. That's so chill. But you're, you're on a cup of tea instead it's of tea. Yes. You've got a cup of tea there, I <laughs> I'm not drinking pints for Talking Pints. Now, I have never drunk... A pint. Welcome <laughs> to GB News. Yeah. Hmm. How come I don't have a pint? No one's got a pint. <laughs> no one does. In fairness, some guests don't need a drink. That it is Alan Howling Lord Hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had enough. I think he's had a few. But no one needs a drink, Mel, more than Nigel Farage. At the time, yeah. uh, which I mean, you know, soon after, <laughs> of course, you had Biden being interrogated by yeah. US. Uh, about the cost of living. He's hosting Q&A and RBT, which is coming, <laughs> coming soon. Nigel's trying to make things interesting, and he's not the only one. I want conservatism, conservatives and conservatism to be cool. Cool! cool. Yes. Well, no-one knows how to be cool quite like Rowan Dean. Well, back in 2010, I remember hearing an amazing new album. Mm. I love music. I fell in love with it, a mixture of British folk and rock with gorgeous harmonies driven by ferocious acoustic instruments and exhilarating banjo riffs. <laughs> so cool! I never thought the banjo could be made less cool. Rowan's not the only music lover on the show. As I understand it, the rock festivals are where the young go to, the youth. Yes. They enjoy the, the music songs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> The music songs. I prefer, I prefer the movie films, but um... <laughs> it's not only the music songs, but the music festivals. One of the all, one of the attendees at the Splendor in the Grass this year, yeah. which was 
You know, remember how Tim Flannery told us it would never rain? Oh, that's your phone, Tim. <laughs> I love that music song. <laughs> Still though, Mel, it wasn't the best on-air interruption this week. That honour goes to Canadian politician Doug Ford. Not coming from the, not coming from the uh, government per se, but the Premier. It's coming from the health sector. <laughs> I just swallowed a bee. You swallowed a bee? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, there's a cure. Snake venom and hyena <laughs> testicles. We've got to take a break. Back with more of the cheese things. The big question this week. Who's been a very naughty boy? Ooh. This is seven news. Wow, <laughs> big news. It's all about this headline that popped up in the Mackay and Whit Sunday Live. Dear Steve, she writes, I hope you're happy with her. Now the whole town will know what a filthy cheater you are. Whoa. Wow. That is a big story. Not the only big story from the Mackay and Whit Sunday Live, Mel. I don't oh, know okay. if you saw Thursday's edition. Dear Husey, please stop guessing me on the Masked Singer. <laughs> From Beyonce. Wow. That was a big that was big news. Yeah. I don't know, if, don't know if you saw Friday's edition. Okay, yeah. Dear Tony Armstrong, hope I you're... hope you're happy with that Logie from Mel. Oh my god. That was, that, that, was, that was Mel Tracina. Oh was. right, okay, right. <laughs> um, got any more headlines yeah, there? Yeah, I've got one here. Um, dear Tim and Mel, move on from the projection. Okay, great. Let's... <laughs> Let's move on and let's go to the professionals over at the ABC. Georgina, great to have you back. It's as if you've never left. Yeah, what are you looking at first off the rank? Well, the first story I thought we could discuss was um, front page of the Herald Sun and the Daily Telegraph. Okay, about there you go. The <laughs> well, let's head to Seven News Adelaide, Mel. But one of our favourites, Jane Doyle, took the opportunity to speak to Soda like he was a toddler. The prehistoric beasts had soft tissue pads on the bottom of their feet. It's now believed this prevented dinosaurs like the Brontosaurus and Diplodocus from damaging their bones. Hmm. A bit like us, we've got soft pads under our bones. A bit of cushioning, Jane. Cushioning. Right. Indeed. Have a be darling. It's good to see Jenny and Steve talking again, isn't it? <laughs> but for more on our favourite animal... It's time to step into the kennel. Brand new segment. All about puppy news. We love puppies. Can I have a belly rub? Please <laughs> <laughs> stop asking me that. Sorry. Uh, I feel a with Sunday headline coming up. <laughs> Sorry about We love seeing puppies out and about. Yes. A Labrador woman's unusual attempt to protect her pets. <laughs> oh, do they, do they have that at my size? <laughs> Look, it's a little extreme. Spike laden body armour and the canine equivalent of mace. Mm. <laughs> I think it's Lynx Africa. Uh... I, think, I think the technical term is pupper spray. Ah. Hang on. <laughs> Let me just clean up after that joke. <laughs> there we go. You, 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 you can move I'll this move on, on now. Well, Channel 9's Peter Hitchener could barely contain his excitement for this dog story. Well, everybody had an ocean or at least every dog did, at a groovy <laughs> surfing competition in California. Eh? <laughs> I think Pete needs the human equivalent of mace. Uh, what's he doing there? Sunrise's Matt Doran made a big claim. I've alleged today that it is more difficult to raise a puppy than a baby. I don't have a baby, but I do have a puppy. 
He's breastfeeding it as we speak. Well, in fairness, puppies, puppies don't release new albums that you have to interview them about, so that's why, that's why Matt Doran likes them. I'm running out of poo bags here. Um, look, some people, Mel, are very close to their dogs. I thought Nine's Isabella Stashkovsky took it a little far, though. And look, if it means this is how your evening ends up, well, who is complaining about a dinner date with a doggy? Juan Carlos? Cheers. <laughs> Who's complaining? I think the SPCA. <laughs> the SPCA? Oh, do you call it something else? Yet? Yeah. Oh, the RSPCA. Yeah. Well, it's different in New Zealand. We don't we don't have the letter R. We haven't invented it yet. Well, staying with dogs, and it's been a big week for watchdogs with Crown Casino, stay with me, opening their new Sydney casino, and all eyes are on Crown. Now Crown will be operating on a conditional licence, and that'll allow the gambling watchdog to make sure that everything is above board. I'm just say they're no longer turning a blind eye. Um, Moving on, Mel. Can I recommend a restaurant? It's the diner where wait staff don't give a <laughs> At Karen's, the customers aren't calling the shots. In fact, they're in the firing line. Hurry up. <laughs> Sit down. That's <laughs> why you complain when there isn't here in your food. It's yeah, great. Right. <laughs> but it sounds like fun. But not everyone's laughing at the chaotic culinary experience. Following reports, Karen's Brisbane store was forced to apologise to a family after a staff member labelled a diner a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> That, that took a turn. Um... Well, apparently the food's great. Hyena testicles. Okay, great. Local delicacy. Moving on now. Great segue, Tim. Thank you. Although no one does segues quite like a current affair. They put me through hell and back. And if you need help with your finances, you can contact the National Debt Helpline on 1800 007 007. And speaking of 007, how much would you be prepared to bid for classic Bond movie items spanning six decades? Speaking of Bond, if you can't afford yours, call the National Debt Hotline on one 800 They got a big name on a current affair this week. Packing and so on. But before then, there was Bill Gates. Not that Bill Gates. Australia's Bill Gates. <laughs> that is Australia's Bill Gates, an 82-year-old man trying to find a job. Can we get an idea of his work history? Bill admits he's been around the block. When I started in the bank in 1955, our tools of trade were a bottle of black ink, okay. a bottle of blue ink, yeah. a hand ledger, sure. a nib pen, yeah. and a Smith & Wesson 45 with real life. Jesus! <laughs> Climbed quickly. Terrifying. Look, but... look, in those days, they had to make their own red ink. Um... <laughs> Moving on now. Great segue, Thank Tim. You. Although no one does segues quite like Seven Sharp on Kiwi TV. It's helping children into sport while connecting with nature. And if you want to learn Mongolian throat singing. What? Right. <laughs> well, we are in New Zealand, which means. Yeah! 
I'm going to take a one-minute strike. So you go, you have your little segments. My favourite segment, and the only reason my Kiwi passport is still valid. OK, great. But what's making major news in New Zealand, Mel? Well, there's this. How crumbly should a cake be? It's just all fell apart. Vigo, Monday on one. <laughs> Genuinely, that is New Zealand's version of a current affair. Oh, really? So that's the top story. And that's New Zealand's version of Steve Jobs as well. So. <laughs> well, it's been a cold week <laughs> in the studio. Can <laughs> It's been a cold week across the ditch. Methuen High students made the most of a whiteout lunch break. They made the rule that if you're on the backfield, then you can have a snowball fight. <laughs> Many people having a snowball fight? On all the fields. OK, yes. great. <laughs> Perfect. But to News Hub's Alexa Cook, who was covering the axe-throwing championships, possibly the smoothest news reporter we've ever seen. Go axe-throwing. It's brilliant. So I take his advice. Axe-throwing is becoming increasingly popular <laughs> and it's a sport that anyone can try. Anyone can get a bullseye, clearly. That's our first go. Incredible. Well, can we check back in on the Mongolian throat singing? Oh. I can't wait to hear more of that. <laughs> Neither can we. We've got to take a break back with more of the Chiefs right after this. For all things arts and entertainment, would you please welcome Mel Tresina? What have you been watching this week, Mel? Uh, well, aside from Tommy Lee's Instagram account. <laughs> let's start with a block over on Channel 9. And it was an important milestone for Sarah Jane's daughter this week. Sign off the plastering and then we can leave and go see Cleo for her first birthday. So where is she meeting her daughter? At the grandparents, a playground? My daughter is going to be at the pub in 15 minutes. <laughs> Good. Not as bad as it looks. She's a sober driver, so... Okay. <laughs> and it's great to see the contestants starting to really bond with their tradies. Thanks to our pages, we're back on track. Awesome. Thanks, Smalix. Well, that's James. James. <laughs> Smellix was a good guess. What else have you got, Smell? <laughs> that was clever. Uh, my Kitchen Rules continues over on Seven and things are heating up for the couple, so much so that their true feelings are starting to show. I think everyone is freaking out. But, I mean, if you get the highest Precious, score, yeah, yeah. you're going straight to the semis. Yeah, and then one person... That's meant to be me. <laughs> Us. <laughs> it's not called our kitchen rules. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> I give that relationship three courses. <laughs> Judge Manu proved he's able to make the food come alive with his descriptions. To be honest, I've never had venison before, but I've seen it on, on TV. I've seen it. Bambi when I was a kid. Over to the Masked Singer now, my favourite show that features a dancing thong. This year... Someone laughed when you said Masked Singer is my favourite show. It's a Channel 10 staple. And incidentally, I think you're in the running to be the licorice all sorts. <laughs> this year on the show. Confirm or deny. Uh, this year Meanwhile, Mel... I'm sitting next to the lampshade. <laughs> right in the middle here. But the Masked Singer, the Mel. The Masked Singer. Uh, this year, Mel B proves a great addition thanks to her ability to know every single celebrity. You know Keanu Reeves, is that right? Yeah, he lives down the street from me. Hold on. I know Lenny Kravitz. I did date Eddie Murphy. Peter, Peter Andre. Peter Andre. He invited me to come trick-or-treating with him. Hugh Jackman did. Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> I know Judy Dench. I know her. 
She knows that Mongolian throat singer as well. She knows everyone. It's unbelievable. Well, she almost knows every celebrity. Usher reminded yeah, her. Oh, that Pierre Miranda. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, I started a new dating reality show on 7 Plus called Heartbreak Island, which seems ironic because it's about finding love. Uh, set in Fiji, 16 singles look for love and they compete to win $100,000. Like Love Island, the singles have to couple up, but as host Clint explains... Well, don't worry. Just like in real life, you guys are going to have the chance to swap your partners along the way. <laughs> real life? Yeah. I think I know what parties Clint's been attending. <laughs> I didn't know we could swap partners. <laughs> The show features singles who are in it just to win the money and others who actually want to find love, like Alexandra. What I find sexy in a man is height, big hands, big shoulders, no body hair. I want to feel like I'm in bed with a dolphin. <laughs> Lucky she's near the ocean. <laughs> My ideal man, no hair, sopping wet, <laughs> full of sardines. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Interestingly, she has been banned from SeaWorld, so... <laughs> That. Uh, some people are looking for love based on looks, attractiveness, banter, but for Jake. I think I would like to be matched up with Tian because she lives like 20 minutes from me. <laughs> I get it. Petrol's expensive. <laughs> uh, I've been out and about again. Last night I was at the opening of Hairspray in Melbourne. It was Amazing. I had a couple of plus ones, so naturally I invited our Cheap Seats crew. What? Yeah. <laughs> Mal, Sam, myself. Wow. I was going to get another ticket, but uh, Titus wasn't available. <laughs> so you went, out, you went out with our replacement sports guy. <laughs> what is going on? When I look at that photo again, I look enormous. I look like I'm <laughs> hanging out with my two children. <laughs> your favourite children. <laughs> Did you have a nice night? Oh my gosh, it was so good. And yeah. for once, I think I had the best seats in the house. I can't believe how close to the stage I am. I wonder if Melanie Bruce I was watching the movie on my phone. It was a bit of I can see, you know, we're both called now. I can see how PR got mixed up. <laughs> that, that sort of thing really annoys you, doesn't it? Not being front and centre at well, major I'm events. I'm not upset, but Alan Rascal was in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to finish with, I want to introduce you to my brand new, totally original segment. <laughs> Right, my very own, very original segment where I let you know what's coming up. Pop a date in there for plagiarism. Yeah, that is. That's our pencil it in. Uh, no, it's pop it in your diary. Uh, for shows that you need to be watching this week, it's Channel 7's newest season of Farmer Wants a Wife, where this year it seems they're aiming a little higher than previous seasons. Your hopes, your dreams, your doubts. This year, more than one farmer will find real love. Oh, wow. Yeah, more than one, so... Two. Uh. <laughs> uh, and that was. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was my week in arts and entertainment. Speaking of pop it in the diary, you can clear yours. Um, <laughs> that, would you please thank Maltrasina? <laughs> Thank you.
Now, sadly, Titus O'Reilly can't be here again tonight. We hope you're feeling better, Titus. So back for round two. Would you please welcome Sam Garley? Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you, Sammy. Big week in sport. Guys, great to be back. And the biggest sports story this week has been Serena Williams, the undisputed GOAT, retiring from tennis. Uh, So many highlights. 23 Grand Slam singles titles, 39 total. So many big matches. But... It was Seven News Tasmania who plucked out her finest moment. With Serena Williams announcing her retirement this week, tonight's Friday flashback is to when the tennis champion played at the Hobart International. Wow. Wow. Not often you hear those two words together. Hobart International. It's not really surprising. Last week, their flashback was when Roger Federer nearly went to a Jack Jumpers game. Oh, so. wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> There's a lot of negative news in sport at the moment. You know, COVID, cheating scandals, pay disputes. Uh, kind of reminds me of the production meeting I walked into when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Our cage fight before the show. <laughs> so I want to lighten the mood with what I think is the feel-good sports story of the week. A heartwarming act of sportsmanship oh. has oh. been caught on camera. <laughs> A heartwarming act of sportsmanship. Followed by a heartwarming act of CPR. It was so so warming. Uh, To be fair, he did apologise by uh, giving him a wedgie. Okay, Heartwarming. Heartwarming. There is a lot of controversy in sport at the moment, but none bigger than the dilemma the Crib Point Magpies face this week. The under-11 Crib Point Magpies recovering after their match was sensationally sabotaged by their own mascot. Mascot. What a heartwarming act for sportsmanship. <laughs> I love seeing the under-11 demons being attacked by their inner demons. <laughs> yeah, Mel, you think that was bad? You should have seen what happened to the kids who play for the Fairfield Flashes. Uh... <laughs> and the, the, the Dandenong drone strikers, that was a particularly brutal, brutal end for that game. The the Magpies seemed to target one player in particular. Thankfully, he didn't panic. Young Ethan Abbott became a target and made a run for it. Oh, he was running for his life. He felt like I was going to die. The NRL are taking their state of origin rivalry into the boxing ring where Paul Gallen of New South Wales is fighting two Queenslanders on the same night. Here's his opponent, Ben Hannon. The most hated New South Welshman, I think, in history would have to be Paul Gallen. And the reason why is because what he brings, he, he, he's actually so much like a Queenslander, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> There's one thing Queenslanders hate more than New South Welshmen, it's other Queenslanders. <laughs> but that, that's a big fight. Um, Paul Gallen uh, up against the Mayor of Geraldton, I believe. Uh, <laughs> it is a big fight. Yeah, massive. I don't know, two, he's fighting two guys in one night. I don't, I don't know why. I've, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Gallon was less focused on the fight and more interested in hand-holding. I'm coming over to shake your hand. I don't want to shake your hand. I'm, I'm, coming, to go, I'm coming to shake your hand. I don't want to shake your hand. Shake my hand on 10,000. Why would I want to shake your hand? Shake my hand. Good to see the NRL's consent training still as yeah. good as ever. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, two guys more keen on hand-holding. Are you having flashbacks again? <laughs> now, uh, Tim, what would you say your favourite sport is? Uh, poo jogging. Um, <laughs> Always been my yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting Quidditch vibes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but not anymore, buddy. You can stay. <laughs> well, Mel and Tim, let me introduce you to the Formula E. That's right, E racing. Oh, it's where they <laughs> pop a molly before getting... <laughs> Basically, right? Um, It's a lot like the Formula One. I mean, high speed, huge atmosphere, engines revving. 
are three things you will not see there. Um, <laughs> so it's electric racing. It's electric racing, and uh, it still has the same high-quality driving. A bizarre crash has brought the Formula E race in Seoul to a grinding halt. Only two of the drivers were able to continue the race. All escaped unscathed. It looks like they're actually just parking, doesn't it? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Maybe the E is just stands for what they got in their driving test. <laughs> Now, they do things a little differently in the eSport world. The middle. I'm curious how these guys are going to perform. When they walked out, Johnny, you said that they were looking quite happy. Whoa! <laughs> well, he won that wow. duel. Yeah, that was the... Uh... I'm going to do that with a bourbon after the show. <laughs> Nigel Farage does that with a pint. It's incredible to watch. One of my favourite sporting moments of the year was the Socceroos defeating Peru to reach the World Cup in Qatar. Now, to jog your memories, here is the match-winning moment from national hero Andrew Redmayne. Here comes the old Wiggles routine from Andrew Redmayne. And Redmayne makes the save! <laughs> Branded the grey Wiggle Redmayne and his antics got the job done. But now I want to show you a Peruvian rodeo clown <laughs> who tried to channel Redmayne's tactics, but a little less success. Pintamos toda la casa y sin dejar caer una sola gota de pintura que no sea que es eso. It's it's the blood stained wiggle. Oh. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is not waking up from that. <laughs> I just thought, what a heartwarming display of sportsmanship. So heartwarming. Absolutely heartwarming. <laughs> now, to Major League Baseball now in the US, Houston took on Oakland this weekend, and outfielder Sky Bolt suffered from some mid-game nerves. And what that tells you, for me, if you're going up against the Houston Astros, you see some of the defensive changes there. Sky Bolt now in center field. Steven Piscotti over to left. Oh! Actually, do we know why Bolt was feeling so ill? He said that they were looking quite well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. And that's my week in sport. On that note, would you please thank Sam Gunn! <laughs> Welcome back to the Cheap Sinks. He's a radio host, podcaster, clothing designer, and currently sitting at the Masked Singer desk. Hi, I'm Abby Chatfield. Abby Chatfield! Abby Chatfield! Would you please welcome Abby Chatfield? Yeah. Abby Chatfield! Yeah. What a compilation, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> God, welcome along. You've you've been on the the Bachelor, I'm a Celebrity, the Project. You're now on the cheap seats. You have officially won Channel Ten Bingo. <laughs> How huge is this for you? I finally made it. I'm so excited. <laughs> but now you're a judge on The Masked Singer where you guest celebrities. Uh, tonight's going to be your toughest challenge. <laughs> and we're not even in masks. But what's it like being on the panel? It looks like a lot of fun. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, obviously having a Spice Girl next to me is fun. Chrissy Swan is an angel and Hughesy's there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's, who's your favourite, Mel B? Who's my favourite? My favourite is, is Chrissy. Oh, I said your favourite Mel B. So we will take that. That is a fair answer. Yes. <laughs> we, love, we love seeing you on the show and you've brought a new technique to the show. I think I measure up. I think I do. She's, like, very short. 157 centimetres. I Googled it. Yes. Oh. See, this is really good. <laughs> so none of the other hosts had heard of Google before, so that's huge. Wait until Husey finds incognito mode. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> 
told that I was height obsessed and to stop obsessing over heights because it was ruining the fantasy that it could be someone else. But I was like, I, could, I know how tall Osher is. Yeah. I'm going to work back from there. Okay. And I was usually right. Well, yeah. it's, either, it's either Grant Daniel or Beyonce kneeling down. So it's, it's <laughs> one of those two. Were, were you a fan of the show before you appeared on it? I was, I was a fan. I'd watched one to two episodes of each season. Then I would kind of get a bit bratty and frustrated and go, I'm actually done with this. I can't solve the riddle. So it was a good way to force myself to really commit to something for once. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there's the question. If you were on the show, if you were on the show as a singer, what would your mask be? Oh, I feel like Barata because it would hide my big boobs. So I would, so I would just be a big full of cheese. And then I'd want one number to be me squeezing myself and then they just spurt out the top with all the pedestrian articles. Abby, that was, the, most that was the best answer to a question. Strangest answer, so quick. So just to be clear, your mask would be the bald Italian stringy cheese burrata. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then I would, want, I would want the drama with it as well. You can't forget that. Okay. I want to look like a lactating tit. <laughs> Actually, that's Mel's mask for next year. Uh, the lactating tit. Lactating tit. Well, we watched show on Sunday night and we found out who the tiger was. You had a bit of a flirtation with the tiger. Has that continued since the mask has been revealed? No, Jamie Jury is engaged oh. with a child and I did apologise to him and his partner last night when I spoke to him saying I'm so sorry for so overtly flirting with a purple tiger who just gave me some attention. Yes. It was very easy to get. When you kept talking about your lactating tit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love watching the show because you and Mel B focus on different aspects of the singers. For Mel, it's... This girl used to be part of a band. And for you, it's... They were detained by police as a teenager. Now... <laughs> I feel like you're digging pretty deep, Abby. <laughs> I'm on the gossip sites, babe. I'm scrolling through Wikipedia. I'm trying to find any Reddit threads about anyone. I'm deep diving. Is it a lot of pressure? Because you do know, you do have this massive secret. Have you, you haven't told anyone or have you? I actually haven't told anyone because, to be honest, anyone that asks is a huge fan. It will ruin it for them. I don't want to be the ruiner. So I just go, oh, you don't want to know. And they get really frustrated and they walk away. Wow, the, ru the ruiner's my wrestling name, so that's cool. Uh, still, Mel B knows her stuff. I've been to F1 many, many times. So I'm thinking, like, like, Daniel. Ricardo? Ricardo. Yeah, Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> no, Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> She would often just do a single name. She'd go, I think it's Stan. You'd be like, who? Who are you talking about? But she knows in her head. Oh, well, she makes you think it's um, Stan Australia, the app. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as Paramount Plus, obviously, yeah. Abby. Yeah. Um, no. I, love, I love Mel B's guesses, though, because she's from England, so she's guessing all these Australian names, but she's super confident right up until the point she has to say things like Brendan Favola and, like, <laughs> Craig Lowndes. So she'll go, I know exactly who that is, and then look yeah. down at her notes and go, oh, OK, Grant Daniel. <laughs> It's a dossier. It's a dossier. Yeah. A dossier, yeah, right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> She's got a dossier with all of her information from her years living here. She's just been writing it down, waiting for this moment. So what about Barata, um, Abby? <laughs> what is it about Barata? Because baked camembert's there as well. That's a good, that's a good choose. Babe. 
burrata is just a delicious, mild cheese. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I just feel that it really encapsulates who I want to be. Mysterious, <laughs> quiet, subtle. Bocconcini, is that... Um, <laughs> so. Too small. <laughs> Too small. Maybe I could be Bocconcini. <laughs> I, I could be Baby Bell, just quietly. <laughs> Just going back to the guessing, um, Mel B, your, your co-judge, she's got a great idea. Way back in the day. So, who is it? Well, let's, let's just call and see if you recognise the voice. Oh, my God. But then if they answer, who is she ringing? Wait, how do you speak How can I get a speaker? Go on, speaker. Go on, speaker. Abby knows phones. <laughs> <laughs> who, was she, who was she ringing, Abby? She... Who was she? Was this from last night's audience? Yeah, I think it was Peter Andre. Yeah, I think it's it was. either that or Optus Tech support. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think we we do have footage of who she was ringing. Plenary closet would never run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can catch Abby on the Mars Singer on Sunday night, seven thirty on Channel Ten. So, would you please thank Abby Chatfield? <laughs> Great to chat to Abby Chatfield, Mel. Who's our guest next week? A male stripper dressed in a SWAT costume has found himself in real police handcuffs after people reported seeing a person carrying a large firearm. Oh, or was he just happy to see them? <laughs> it's a serious story. But the stripper, known as Mr Fantasy, was dressed to impress as a sexy SWAT officer. Police allege his prop gun was actually a gel blaster. The, the, the strip search was really easy. There's just all Velcro. <laughs> you did that way too comfortably. <laughs> Those two guys. Before we go, let's get the latest from Queensland. My behaviour was unacceptable. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> that was one of them. Feels like that involves a gel blaster. <laughs> well, there's lots happening yes. in Queensland. It's time to give a big hug to Sam Mack, who's on the Gold Coast, for the Bleach Festival. Oh. Amazing. Bleach Festival is actually Tim's foundation shade. So. <laughs> well done to Bleach Festival. Currently being underway at the Great Barrier Reef at the moment, which is great. So check, check that out. Well, look, we've nearly got to get out of here. But first, it's time to step into the bank. Yeah, Mel's Markets is back, not from popular demand, if you can believe it. This is where you take a deep dive into the world of high finance. Deep dive, and let's take a look at the markets. And here is your business market update for the morning. Bitcoin dollars. Okay. <laughs> nice fun way to deal with record low unemployment. <laughs> but that's a good thing. And that was... <laughs> Mel's Markets. Just gone, gone down in value, the show. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, just before we go, last week, you may remember, we introduced you to the Irish breakfast TV show Island AM and their incredibly rushed cooking segment. 
Well, this week, this happened. We've got some other news. I believe that this is uh, breaking news. Ireland AM has made it to Australia. Really? It seems, nay, it is, a comedy panel show has noticed little Olos all the way from Ireland. But you know what? Maybe not for the right reasons. Let's take a little look. A laugh. <laughs> Still, though, he's got no time for it, though. Not as much as Irish breakfast TV, Mel, where they don't have time for anything. Very tasty. There we go. So we've only a minute left. Oh, James. Now, we don't have much time, so we need to move on. Captain, we're running out of time, so... We've only got about a minute here, Captain. We've only a minute left. We've got about a minute in there. Stop uh, talking well. and turn it off. In just a little stand. What are they doing over there? They had to split two-minute noodles over three episodes. <laughs> Can we watch it again? I know, but when, I heard, when I heard the stop talking and turn it off, I can imagine you were favourite. I know. Can we watch it again? Let's watch it again, can we? Oh, no. Oh, there's no time. No time. No time to watch it again. If they watch it again, it would be Ireland PM. Yeah, good point. Big thank you to the team from Ireland. I am. Now, we're out of time. We'll see you next week. Right here.